Welcome to Steal Your Fitness, the podcast, helping you develop your mental and physical fitness. So no matter how good or not good we all feel, I think we'd like to feel better. And a significant part of feeling better comes from our fitness. But fitness to me is not just about how much we exercise. It's both our physical and mental fitness that can improve our health and then ultimately how we feel. Now this podcast is going to be practical advice and tips as well as some different perspectives on fitness and how we can all develop our own. Ultimately, it's my intention to help us all feel better. You know, I've been on a journey to improve my own health through fitness and when you're looking for direction on where to go, I think it's helpful to hear from people that have already been there. I've been there. You know, I've been on the journey. I've come from a place of being mentally and physically unwell, but I did get better. And this podcast is about sharing with you how I did that and how I'm continuing to do that and how others are doing that. And I am grateful to have you join me. So welcome and I wish you well. I've been thinking a lot about how our relationship fitness or our social fitness has such a significant impact on how we feel on a daily basis is because we're interacting constantly with other people. We're always in the process of building relationships, maintaining them or them ending and us recovering from them. And it's not just relationships with romantic partners, it's with family members, it's with friends, it's colleagues, it's anyone else we interact with. And how we feel before and during and after a relationship really relies on that relationship fitness, which I think is a combination of our mental skills and our perspectives. And to develop our relationship fitness or to develop our social fitness, we can do that through practicing skills or, or, or developing new ones and then having some new perspectives. And then we can apply the understanding and the developed skills and the new perspectives or we can apply what we learn to future scenarios, and that's what will help us feel better. And the more we practice, the more we develop, the better our relationship fitness will become. So that's really what I want to talk about today. I'm sure some of the ideas and the thoughts and the perspectives will resonate with you, and then some of them may not. But it's really, it's about taking um, what is meaningful to us and then applying it to, to, to our lives moving forward. So um, let's get started. With so much to discuss on the topic of relationship fitness, I've split the topic into three episodes. The first one today is perspectives on, or some perspectives on, before and in building relationships. And then the follow-up episodes will be one on perspectives on during and maintaining relationships and how we feel better around that. And then lastly, uh, how we feel better and perspectives on after and the acceptance of relationships when they end. So subscribe now and you'll get those follow-up episodes as soon as they drop. I think a good place to start is how much the relationship we have with ourselves is the basis of every other relationship that we have. And we can't expect anyone to treat us better than we treat ourselves. And if we think about some mental skills, so compassion, for example, I don't think we're truly a compassionate person when when we're more compassionate with other people than we are with ourselves. I don't, I don't think we're a truly a patient person if we're more patient with other people than we are with ourselves. And we're often so much harder on ourselves than we are with with other people. I don't think we're truly an honest person if we're more honest with other people than we are with ourselves. I know that's definitely something for me to, to continue to work on. I, I take pride on being honest with other people and sticking to my word, but when it comes to myself, I still can let myself down. Um, we don't judge people when we feel good about ourselves. We don't compare ourselves with others when we feel good about ourselves. We don't take things as personally when we feel good about ourselves. And it's how we feel about ourselves that influences our emotions, our thoughts, our actions and our words. So if we want to improve our relationship fitness, if we want to improve our social fitness and the relationships around us, 
then we need to look at the relationship we have with ourselves. And I think, as, as always, it starts with self. We can cultivate any of those mental skills that I've just touched on or, or, or any number of others with some effort and some practice. But I really do think that the relationship we have with ourselves is the basis of every other relationship that we have. I think that people are in our lives for a reason. They're here for a season or they're here for a lifetime. And that pain that we suffer is when we try and put people in the wrong category. There are some people in our lives we would desperately want in our lives for a lifetime, but they're only destined for a season. And there's some lifetime people that we would rather we're just here seasonally. Um, I think it's it comes down to acceptance that some people are in our lives for for one of three reasons. And it's when we can't accept something, that's what causes our suffering. And we're not responsible and we can't control what other people do. We can only be responsible and control our reactions to it. But I don't, I don't think we ever meet anyone by accident. I think that everyone has got a purpose in our lives and and we can learn from, from each of them and no experience is wasted. But, but really, that's how we need to categorise people, reason, a season or a lifetime. When we're building relationships, when we're getting to know people, um, and this is specifically in romantic relationships, I don't think anybody treats us better than someone that we're not interested in. Now, that's such an important part of, um, an unfortunate part of life, is that we're going to be interested in people sometimes, and then they're not going to be interested in us, and then some people are going to be interested in us, and we're not going to be interested in them. But when I, I really think about it, no one could be more um, accommodating. No one could give you more attention. No one could um, be more forthcoming with texts and calls and interest and than, than someone that's really that we're not interested in. And you know, I'm sure we've been on the other side of it where someone is maybe not as interested in us as we are in them and we're giving them a lot of everything. And um, yeah, no one, no one treats us better than someone that we're not interested in, and that's why I think it's important that we don't waste people's time because it is a is a form of disrespect. And if if we're not as interested in someone as they're interested in us, I think it's important that we tell them. Um, and another part of building relationships or making new ones is we have a lot of fear around it. We we aren't afraid of new love. I think we're just afraid of old pain. And for any of us that have been um, brokenhearted before or a relationship has ended, whether that, and that could be a romantic one, it could be a, a familial one, it could be a friendship. Sometimes we then, we're so hurt by something, we're afraid to connect again because we don't want to experience that pain again. But that's what we just need to remind ourselves. We're not afraid of new love. It's the old pain that we're afraid of. I've also been thinking about how we are bombarded with expectations from when we're born, the expectations from our loved ones and our family, from society, from culture, the media, and a lot of it just from ourselves. But we expect, we expect, and there are expectations um, of us, and they're projected onto us, and it's what's advertised to us, and it's what um, everyone is doing and saying and posting. And then these expectations that are put upon us or that we put on ourselves, they cause us a lot of frustration and discomfort, you know, if you think about, you know, we often expect there'll be less of a queue for something. Well, we expect that there's less traffic. We expect that someone will say thank you. We'll expect that someone will do the right thing. And when we realise it's our own expectations that cause our own disappointments or discomfort, it helps us accept those situations and then be able to let them go. 
I think we feel the most disappointment when we expect other people to act or feel the way that we would. And we're going to spend a long time of our lives disappointed um, if we expect other people's to be the same. People are just people uh, and all people are different, but it's our expectations. That's what leads to disappointment. Uh, rejection is is a big part of building relationships um, especially romantic ones or even friends you know you can you can build try and build a relationship with someone to, to build a friendship and and they're not interested and we're just not their people I, I do feel to to a greater extent that rejection is a myth when we don't get something we want or we miss out on what we thought we needed or we try and, and try and we fail something we feel like we've lost something and we feel what we're feeling is rejection and then we focus on the loss itself you know the failure in the situation but why I feel rejection is a myth is because it's it's really something our mind has created. We can't lose something that we didn't have to begin with. If we didn't have something, we can't lose it. And it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to fail and it's okay to fall. We just need to get back up again and keep trying. But I, I really don't think that rejection exists. And when we can separate ourselves from it and and just focus on being disappointed or being because we had a different expectation or being disappointed we didn't get what we wanted, that's what we're feeling, is just a bit sad about something or we feel disappointed. Um, it's it's not rejection. And it's, it's never as personal as, as what it feels. But sometimes we don't get what we want because we we deserve better. And that's, I know it sounds a little bit new age, doesn't it? But everything in life is timing. Everything always works out eventually, um, although it really feels like that um, at the time. And a lot of the stress we feel comes from wanting a situation to be any different than how it is. When we can really accept a situation for its reality, that's when we're able to start the process of letting it go. And it doesn't mean we're not going to be sad about it or we didn't that we didn't get what we wanted or we, we nothing what we wanted to happen didn't happen. And it doesn't mean that we won't be hurt by it. But the acceptance of a situation and the feelings that we feel because of it, that's what gives us the freedom. And that's where we can just reflect and remind ourselves that our faith can be stronger than our fear and I don't say faith in a religious sense I mean they're just faith in life and, and faith that everything will always work out and that that everything is timing in life as I said no experience is wasted and there's an opportunity in everything when we look hard enough for it but sometimes we really don't get what we want because we deserve better and when we're not entering into a relationship that we wanted or thought we wanted or that we thought someone was good for us what well, what we can't and we don't get it and we feel rejected or we feel sad or we feel disappointed we can't confuse incompatibility um with a sign that we need to try harder to prove our worth sometimes we're just not compatible with some people or some job opportunities or some life situations rejection isn't personal even when it feels incredibly personal and that rejection, which is a myth, but the rejection, all those feelings that we have around rejection, it's about compatibility, it's not about our worth. And giving something more of what they don't already appreciate will not change the outcome. It just wastes our time and our, and our energy. Sometimes things, people, jobs, um, or whatever else we wanted, sometimes they're just not a fit. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us. Um, or with them, it's just the way that it is. And our disappointment comes from that expectation. And the outcomes are often only a surprise to us when we expected a different one. And that's not to say we shouldn't be optimistic. I think that's a really healthy and, and hopeful way of embracing life. It just means that 
whilst we're hopeful, we can allow and accept the outcome of a situation just to be what it is. Life gets better when we begin to embrace the uncertain and life becomes more peaceful when we stop trying to take things or we stop taking things so personally. And I think we quite, we're constantly given lessons in life and we're given them over and over until we learn them. So whenever we are feeling a certain kind of way, there's an opportunity in it if we look for it. So we need to to cultivate our self-worth and know that we can't confuse incompatibility with a sign that we need to try harder to prove what our worth is. When we are meeting new people and we're building relationships, I, I do often think, and this is a relationship with a romantic partner or it could be with new friends, someone's effort is a reflection of their interest. And when we're getting to know someone, when establishing any type of relationship, effort is required. That's asking questions, listening to answers, connecting with empathy, understanding each other. And we can choose to put a lot of effort into that or we can choose to put very little. And generally, the more interested we are in a person, the more effort we put in. Similarly, when someone is more interested in us, they will put in more effort and they'll continue to get to know us. They'll initiate plans and texts and conversations. We won't be confused about their interest levels, it would be quite obvious. And when we do feel confused and we feel that the effort isn't at least reciprocal, we we know the reason why, and that is because they're just not as interested in us. So that's hard to accept. What we just need to continue to remind ourselves is it's not personal, it's just that person. We're not interested in everyone that we meet, and neither are other people. So it's just a preference. You know, we can always be kind and we can always be friendly, but it doesn't mean we can always be interested. And that's the same for other people. If someone's interested in us, we will know. And if someone's not interested in us, we will probably be confused. So that's a, just a helpful reminder for us. But but ultimately, someone's effort, I think, is a reflection of their interest. And if someone wanted to do something, they would have. I think it's an important part of the human experience that people don't act, speak or think the way that we want them to. Wouldn't wouldn't that be a lovely life if everyone did exactly and what we did and thought like we did and acted like we did? Of course we want people to be like us and we want them to be as considerate as us and as thoughtful or as interested as, as we are. And we get frustrated and disappointed because we expect other people to be like us. But if someone wanted to do something, they would do it or they would have done it. And... That's the same for us. If we wanted to do something, we would do it. And if someone wanted to text you, they would. If someone wanted to call you, they would. And that's, again, where our expectations come from. It's Or when we have those expectations, that's where our disappointment comes from. And the only real expectation we can have have, have of other people is for them just to be themselves. If we want people to be honest, all we can do is be honest. If we want people to be open, all we can do is be open. And that's really where we need to spend our energies and is really on ourselves and just us being us. And we can just do that by showing up as who we are, being as authentic as we can and having an open mind. I think we attract what we are and not what we want people to be. But ultimately, if someone wanted to do something, they, they would do it. I also feel that people treat us how they feel about us. So if we're not being prioritised, we're not a priority. If we're not being respected, we're If we're not being respected, we are not respected. If we are not being shown care, we're not cared about. I think people are always communicating with us verbally and non-verbally through their actions and their words, but it's the actions that are much more powerful of an indicator 
um, than, than the words themselves. When words and actions don't match from someone, when they disconnect, it really damages our trust. And without that trust, there's little else to, to form any relationship on. We will always be disappointed if we expect people to act and think and behave the way that we do. I do think that everyone is doing their best with the skills, experience and knowledge that they have at the time. And life gets so much better when we realise that other people's behaviour is much more to do with them than it ever is to do with us. We do need to be honest with ourselves though. How we're being treated is how someone feels about us. We can hope for otherwise, but it's those expectations that are going to lead to disappointments. All we can do is treat people how we feel about them. If someone is a priority to us, prioritise them. If someone... If we respect someone, uh, we can treat them respectfully. If we care about someone, we can show them that care. But how other people treat us, that's really how they feel about us. When building relationships, if someone likes you, you'll know. And if they don't, you'll be confused. I think that's probably one of the best pieces of dating advice I was ever given. And it's true. You know, if, if someone does like us, they'll be quite clear. We won't have any doubt. But there will be times when you've had a date with someone, or you've met someone and you're really not sure... So when you're not sure, they're just not that interested. And that's really hard to, to accept sometimes. No one is busier than someone that's not interested. They just have other priorities. If, if we were a priority, if they wanted to see us, they would call, they would text. Words and actions match when someone's interested. If they say something and then act in a different way or contradict what they've said, huge red flag. If someone's inconsistent, they're likely less interested than we are in us than than that you know we might have stronger feelings for them than they have for us and that's when we need to consider just pulling back or walking away if if they like you you'll know and if they don't you'll be confused just taking a break from the podcast to bring you a special offer just for my podcast listeners i'm giving you 20 percent off my entire range of digital download guides I have how-to guides on so many topics, how to reduce body fat, how to build muscle, how to sleep better, how to build motivation, and a whole lot more. I have my targeted training guides, grow your abs, grow your chest, your glutes, your legs, all major muscle groups, they're full guides and they include eight-week workout plans. I've got my trainer-made workout plans which cover everything, cardiovascular training, stability training which is resistance training for beginners, through to endurance, hypertrophy or muscle growth, and strength training. They're full, they're detailed, and they include up to 16 weeks worth of workouts in every one. So for 20% off my guides and workout plans, go to stealyourfitness.com forward slash shop and enter the discount code PODCAST20. It's an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners and is available for a limited time. There's no limits, you can download as many as you want and you can use the code as many times as you want. That code again is PODCAST20, so PODCAST20, and it's available on all my how-to guides, my targeted training guides, and my trainer-made workout plans. Check it out now, stillyfitness.com forward slash shop, and enter the code PODCAST20 for 20% off my digital download guides, an exclusive offer for my podcast listeners. Now, back to the show. If someone doesn't like us and it bothers us, it's because we don't like us. Preferences aren't personal, they're just preferences, and... There are a lot of people out there that we probably don't like or we don't choose to spend time with. And so there are going to be people out there that don't get on with us or don't like us for whatever reason. But what we think or what we know is much more important than what someone we doesn't, we don't know, thinks or knows. It only affects us because we're valuing what someone else thinks ahead of what we know about ourselves. If someone may think we're unkind, but we know we're not unkind, 
when we wouldn't be affected by it. It only bothers us when we think some part of it might be true. I like to use the analogy that if someone called you a car, it's unlikely you'd be affected by it because you know for sure that you're not a car. But when someone doesn't like you and you like you, you, you won't be affected by it. And when we are bothered that someone's not liking us for whatever reason, that's when we can get a bit curious. Why is that really bothering you? It might be an indicator that we need to start or continue to work on our self-confidence or our self-esteem and our self-worth and loving ourselves a bit more. If we've developed those key skills, which are all cultivatable, is that even a word? We can cultivate all of those skills. And when we have a strong sense of self-worth, that's that's really when we start to feel less bothered by what people think about us. How we feel about ourselves is up to us. It's part of the work that we need to do. Um, but only we can cultivate it and no one else can do that for us. But I, really, if someone doesn't like us and it bothers us, it's because we don't like us. Pay attention to what people do, not just what they say. Um, this is probably one of the biggest um expectations I have of people um, well, what I need in people to, to either A, be a friend or, or a potential partner when someone's actions and words don't match they're not a consistent person I need consistency, that's one of my needs sometimes we take people at their word and we want to believe what they're saying so we believe it you know? but when their actions deviate and we make excuses for it or we choose not to pay attention that's when it comes back to us people will tell us who they are People like to tell us who they are, but they will always show us who they are with their actions. When someone is inconsistent, we can't we can't build trust with that person. The doubt will remain, and that's when we become we get we get anxious feelings about someone. Our gut always tells us red flags do get shown to us, and our instincts our instincts will be warning us. Our intuition will be warning us, but it's up to us to take note and take action. We can choose to address the situation and communicate some boundaries around the consistency that we need or we can choose to just move away and not interact with that person but when we when we go against these instincts when we think hmm, something doesn't feel quite right here they've said this but they've done that when we go against our instincts that becomes our responsibility it's not the other person that's created the that discord or discomfort in us they've shown us who they are but we've chosen to ignore it and it's just it becomes a lesson in observing in this thing and we just need to pay much more attention to what people do, not just what they say. With other people, confidence is quiet and insecurity is loud. I think there's a lot to be said for the term quietly confident. The loudest people can appear to be the most confident when in reality it's they're just using volume to shield their insecurities. Confident people, I feel, listen more than they talk. They don't feel the need to be heard or promote their point of view because they're confident in it. And... I feel confident people are more encouraging of others. They they know that another person's point of view, another person's achievement or success doesn't diminish their own. Whereas insecure people, they feel like they, they've got to be heard. They feel like they've got to be right. They like to project and they like to promote. But we don't have to post it to prove it and and we don't need to we don't need to force other people to share the same opinion as us. That really comes from a place of insecurity, not confidence. Um so that's that is something to consider when you're interacting with people. So with consistency comes uh, honesty and an honest no is better than an ingenuine yes. And I think we've all done it. We've all said yes to things that we really wanted to say no. You know, we don't want to upset people. We don't want to think someone to think badly of us. We want people to like us. So as much as we've, we have and, and we've done that, it's, it's also 
much more likely that that other people have said yes to us when they wanted to say no as well. Everything we're a mirror of everything, so whatever we have done, other other people do as well. Some people might have said yes to us when they didn't want to upset us. They didn't want us to us to think badly of them, and they wanted us to like them. And the more secure we become in ourselves, the more our self worth grows, and the more integrity and authenticity we develop, the easier our life gets. We're not only ever honest but kind. We have a much less worry in our minds and we have much less anxiety and that's that's what helps our lives get better. Sometimes we may disappoint people. That's an unfortunate part of 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 life, but that's not as bad as disappointing ourselves by not being honest with ourselves. And so yeah, some people might think badly of us and they might not like us and then you know, they might think these things because we're giving them a no when when we'd rather say yes to to make something smoother or easier or better but if we're honest and we don't want to do something or we're not interested and we say no that ultimately is better for us some people either like us or they won't um it's it's much better than pretending ultimately it's better than pretending that we're, we're something that we're not also not everything deserves or requires a response sometimes we feel like we need to reply to fill a silence or or respond or to respond to to fill that gap we need, might feel the need we need to explain ourselves, our thoughts or our feelings. And when we do feel like that, when we feel like we're obligated to do something, we have to do something, we can get really curious. We can really understand why we feel the need to do that. Not everything deserves or requires a response. And sometimes no response is a response. When we do feel that need, it can really come from a lack from within us. We're enough. Our thoughts and our feelings um, and our words are enough. We don't need to explain them. We don't need to respond to everything and that's the same for the people they don't need to respond to us no response is a response and when we can accept that I, I do think that life gets better and our feelings around relationships and building them gets better when we have a motivation to respond to everything and reply to everything and we don't really want to or we, we don't really want to engage but we feel like we should we're prioritizing what someone else might potentially think over what we already know it just shows a gap in our, or lack in our self-confidence. We know who we are. We know the type of person we are and we know what our intention is and that, that's enough. Not everything deserves or requires a response. And similarly, we just we just need to apply that in reverse. If if we're not getting a response from someone, that is a response and we don't need to keep chasing something that, that says gives us everything that we need to know. And that's similarly with ghosting. And as we live in this modern world where ghosting has become a thing and it is an unfortunate aspect of the modern media world. You know, we can chat and connect with someone, it all feels good, and then nothing stops, they've gone. And there's no reply, it's, there's no goodbyes, it's, it's done. No, that's someone's value system, it's not ours. And, you know, unless you're a ghost to yourself, you know, I'm sure there's probably times we've all actually done it. We can choose to keep messaging and, and keep thinking and, and keep trying to engage with this person or we can just respect that we've been ghosted and leave it. Um, no, sometimes it doesn't make sense and yet sometimes it is hurtful. We don't always get the answers, replies and respect that we deserve but being able to accept that and that's nothing to do with you, it's, it's everything to do with them as everyone's behaviour is always to do with them, it's never to do with you. Um, it helps us accept things and then we can let it go and it makes our life better. So we won't make someone love us. This is not about ghosting. This is just generally. We won't make someone love us by giving them more of what they don't already appreciate. 
and that is such a common occurrence, we can have stronger feelings and interests for someone whose feelings and interests don't match our own. And it's so easy to compare ourselves to others and look at, you know, look into this self-perceived lack as a reason to why they don't feel what we want them to feel or, or, or do what we want them to do. It's never about us. It's always about them. And it's not, isn't as much as it feels really personal, it's not personal, it's just a preference. There's nothing wrong with you and there's nothing wrong with them. But we can continue to give someone love in the form of energy or thoughts or actions or time or priority for days, for weeks and for months. We can just keep going. But if someone doesn't already appreciate what we're doing or what we've given them already, continuing, continuing to give them more of that will not make them give it back to you. And that's a really hard truth to to understand and to accept. But when someone's... So sometimes we have to accept that the energy doesn't match. It's not anyone's fault. It's not because of a lack in you or of a lack in them. It's just not right. And when we can accept that, we can let it go. We can let them go and we can just move on. Rejection, as I said, is not a real thing. It's it's a myth. We can't lose what we didn't already have. And our disappointment comes from our expectation. You know, we're not all the same. We're really not. Um, we don't all have the same preferences. Leave them be, accept your efforts and are enough and know that we're enough and let it go and move on. Um, it's so much easier to say that than to do it though, but it's true. We're not going to make someone love us or care about us by giving them more of the thing that they don't already appreciate. So there we have some perspectives on how we can feel better before and in building relationships. The next episode, which is part of the three-part topic, focuses on uh, how we can feel better or some perspectives on during and maintaining our relationships. Subscribe now and uh, you will get the next episode when it drops. Now available at stealyourfitness.com forward slash shop is Steal Your Relationships, my digital download guide on how to feel better before, during and after relationships. It's 117 pages of different perspectives and skills that we can work on to build our relationship fitness and ultimately help us feel better. So that's Steal Your Relationships, How to Feel Better Before, During and After Relationships, my digital download guide, now available at stillyourfitness.com forward slash shop. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got any queries or comments, uh, you can find me on social media at Steal Your Fitness. That's where you can give us a like or a share or a follow, any of which would be very much appreciated. I'd also be really grateful if you could subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and then also give the the podcast a five-star rating and a review on wherever you get your podcasts from it really helps me grow the podcast and then i can reach more people so once again thanks for listening i hope you feel better today and as always i wish you well